listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Be Your Best. Um, Before I get started, I just want to thank everybody that's listening and thanks for all the responses we've gotten. It's been uh, just wonderful to hear the reviews and the comments that people have given us. Um, Make sure uh, you continue to reach out to us and let us know if there's a particular topic or subject you want us to cover because uh, we're going to be doing this weekly. So um, I want to... uh, give you my opinion on the things that uh, you want to hear about. So, um, like I said, keep the, keep the reviews and keep the comments coming. We really appreciate you. Um, to begin with, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Weatherford, Oklahoma. And, and you know, the first thing I try to do every morning is, is find something to be grateful for. And, you know, so I encourage everybody to do that, whether it's the cup of coffee you're drinking, the vehicle you're driving, the job you have, the spouse you have, your family. When you practice gratitude, it it sets your thought process for the day. You know, our minds can only occupy one thought at a time, positive or negative. So do everything you can to offset those negative thoughts that want to drift into our mind. And one of the one of the ways I do it, because I, I struggle with it constantly, and I know I will forever, because there's always problems arising. The, the more you do, the more challenges you have. That That's just life. And then the thing about that is I've finally realized that the more challenges you have, the more problems that arise, that just means you're doing more business. And that's just a part of growing and evolving as a as a company or as a business. So you know, just embrace that and, and, and just keep it, those thoughts positive. And gratitude is one of the great ways to do that. Today, I'm going to be talking about softening your horse in the rib cage and keeping your horse following their nose. One, one of the biggest challenges that I see with customers and clients, whether it be at an at a open or public clinic or a private clinic, is... Either their horse is stuck in their rib cage, and if your horse is stuck in their rib cage, they're going to be stiff in the face. That's that's just part of it. I mean, you got to remember your horse has five body parts, and all of those five body parts have to be just like they're greased or oiled so that they can move. Anytime any piece of equipment that has five moving parts that gets stuck in one part makes another part stuck or makes it stiff. And that's what happens with horses. So a lot of times we get stuck in one spot. And because of that, just like with a horse being stuck in their rib cage, not soft in the the rib cage to the pressure of the calf of your leg, then they're going to get stiff in their shoulders, neck and face. That's one of the biggest challenges I see at my clinics and, and when I'm doing lessons. The next thing is Horses that have a lot of bend in their face, in their head and neck, but their shoulders just keep drifting down the arena or wherever you're riding, you know, and and I get 
that that we talk about a lot about lateral and vertical flexion and keeping our horse soft in the face but when you pick up on that rein when you ask for that softness in their face and you're moving forward you also need those front feet to come you know them front feet need to follow that nose and if you don't do that what happens is your horse with more speed is going to go drifting down the arena so just think about that if if at a slow lope and you're loping circles and, and that horse's head is head and neck is bent and and a lot of times when it is that horse is kind of hanging on your rein and if your horse is hanging on your rein then that goes back to the rib cage that means that horse is stuck in that rib cage and and stiff in that rib cage but if if that horse is hanging on your rein a little bit loping a circle just think about when you put another 15 or 20 miles an hour with that and and you're going down the arena or going across the pasture to turn a cow or calf or whatever um it doesn't it doesn't always have to do with just the arena disciplines or the speed events so one of the first things you know, I think we need to understand is that when our legs come into our horse's rib cage, you think about it, depending on how you train your horse, if you don't ride your horse with some leg pressure, when you're building that foundation, they're going to associate that leg pressure with just lining up their skeletal system and putting their body in a straight line and running when you go to kicking them, right? So, it's really important that at the get-go, you know, at, in the, the foundation phase of training your horse, that that horse understands that when you're, they feel the pressure of your legs come into that rib cage, that needs to mean collect, flex, soften, okay? So one, one particular exercise that we do, and I do this, you know, I'm, I'm fixing to go out. We'll have eight heads saddled. Um, every one of those horses, I'll do this simple exercise after I soften them up a little bit. When I, when I first step on them, I'm going to soften them laterally and vertically before they ever take a step because I want that horse to understand and associate me stepping in that stirrup with getting soft. And if I do that every day I get on them before long, me stepping in that stirrup, they're going to immediately go to the thinking side of their brain if they aren't already there. So because of that, then when I go on from there, I've already established that habit or I have at least flipped that switch from the reacting side of their brain to the thinking side of their brain. And I always remember a horse's, when a horse is using the thinking side of their brain, they're very trainable. When they're using the reacting side of their brain, they're somewhat controllable, but I don't feel like they're learning anything. I think it's just a tug of war or a, uh, basically it's an act of frustration on their part when they're reacting. So anyway, once I get on them and I ride off and say I go over to, we've got a big worked up area to the south of our place and, and we call it the riding area. And once I go out there, I'm going to put both of my legs against that horse's rib cage and I'm going to squeeze them forward just at a walk or a trot 
And when I reach down on my rein and tip their nose, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pressure against that rib cage and squeeze that horse forward so those front feet follow that nose. Now, whichever direction we're going, say I'm going to the right. So when I reach down on my rein and I tip that nose to the right, I will still have some pressure with my right leg, but it might not be quite as much as with my left leg because my left leg is, is making my, keeping my forward motion. I'm going to keep my right leg against that horse because I want my horse moving forward, but I want that horse riding around my leg, meaning I want that rib cage to flex to the outside. When you do that and you keep that forward motion and those front feet are following that nose, the next thing that's going to happen is that that inside hind leg is going to become your pivot point and that horse is going to balance on that inside hind leg. Now, in just about every discipline I train for, I need that. I need that horse to pivot and balance on that inside leg, whichever direction I'm going. You know, there's some events out there that you don't need it, say like for the performance events or the arena, the rodeo events, you know, a goat tying horse. Goat tying horse does not does not particularly need that um, as because they just run straight down the arena and you step off. You know, things have changed. It used to be they'd stop and the rider got off. Now they've figured out it's so much faster if you use the momentum of that horse to continue to propel you down the arena. So there, there, are, there are events out there that it's not as crucial, but like in the calf roping, the team roping, the heading and the healing side, for me, the barrel racing, it's a must. It's an absolute must. So, you know, you just think about that. What happens, what you do with that particular exercise with that horse softening in its rib cage and following its nose i mean just think about that with your horse if you do that exercise every day before you start any of your normal training routine and, and you have that horse following its nose staying soft laterally and vertically and, and lateral and vertical flexion you can go back to my youtube page just go to phil haugen horsemanship or go under my name and there are videos on there that'll talk about lateral and vertical flexion in detail but you've got that horse soft laterally and vertically that horse is following its nose and staying soft in that rib cage and because of those things you're getting that horse balanced on its inside leg well okay so just think about this now if you do that to the right do it to the left do it to the right do it to the left what do you think is going to happen when you reach down and you you apply contact or pressure with both reins your horse is going to step up underneath itself with both legs get round in its back be soft in its face you know that saddle horn is going to elevate anytime your horse gets round in its back gets balanced on its hind leg okay gets balanced on its hindquarters what's going to happen those hind those those shoulders are going to elevate that saddle horn's going to come up okay so you just think about the benefit of that in a lot of the events that we train our horses for you know simple simple exercise but if you don't do that 
you know, it's just like you'll see, um, you know, I've got a client coming this weekend for a private clinic and people don't come here because things are working perfect, right? I mean, there's, we, we can all get better. I mean, I need to get better. I strive to get better every day. I'm always looking for better exercises. I'm always looking for um, equipment that will benefit me in a certain situation, you know, to where I can communicate better with my horse. You know, I just encourage you to understand that this is a business whether it's your business or your pastime, doesn't matter. You're still training your horse every time you work it. Continue to evolve and understand that nobody's got it figured out 100%. Okay? Nobody, me included. Don't, don't think for a second I've got everything figured out because I don't. But the one thing, and I always think about this when you're getting help, the one, the one thing that you can't Google is experience. So that's one thing you can't, meaning if you're going to get help from somebody, get help from somebody that's got experience. If you're going to develop in your program, it's going to be based off your experiences, okay, and working with your horse. You know, and the more times you work with one or several or, you know, whatever, the more you do, the more experience you gain. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't be hesitant to try something. Think about it first. And if it makes sense, then, then work on it. It's, it's just like this simple exercise. I mean, there was, there was a time when I didn't do this exercise. I was doing a, different, a variety of other exercises that, that were pretty good exercises, and, and some of them I still do, do to this day. But this particular exercise, if you ever get to watch, I'll, I'll demonstrate it on a video. Um, you can go to Better Horses TV and watch some of those episodes. And I've got training tips on there. And they usually have them on a couple times a month. Or you can go to my YouTube channel and to where you can see this, this exercise, you know, in person or on, you know, on your computer or phone or whatever. But, you know, always continue to evolve and look for other things. Everybody out there, and here again, me included, can get better. There, there's, a, there's a small change in even the most elite programs that can benefit. And, and that's how it will always be. Um, I talked about it before. You know, horses can do everything we ask them to do when they're loose in the pasture. Everything we want them to do, they can already do. We just need to figure out how to communicate to them when we want to do those particular exercises, when we want them to do it and how we want them to do it. That, that's our job. So, number one, understand that, that it's on us, not them. You know, one, you know, a month or so ago, I had a customer come by and she, was, uh, she has a real nice horse. And they do a real good job. They work hard. Um, young couple, got a beautiful family, three kids. They have their own. They have a family-owned business that keeps them extremely busy. Just hard workers. Take care of business. You know they do things right. And they took the time to come by, and we spent some time working with their horse. Um, small issue 
of going by the first barrel a little bit, you know, and what was happening when that horse would go into that turn, it would dive into that turn a little bit. Well, anytime your horse dives into a turn, their back hollows out. When their back hollows out, their hind quarters out behind them. Okay, so when a horse is strung out like that and their back hollows out and their hind quarter is behind them, the only thing they can do to get going again is basically lunge forward. Okay, so that simple little bending exercise that we talked about earlier in this episode is is exactly what we worked on and and this is a this is a finished horse i mean this is a horse that's got a chance to be a big time horse you know when a horse like that is doing that first of all you have to say look at him and go man that horse is because he was trying hard i mean he's running hard he's trying he he's not trying to get strung out it's just happening when he goes into that turn well, by doing that simple bending exercise, and I guarantee you this, and, and a lot of people figure out who this is, but I'm not going to say any names, but I guarantee you she went home and worked on it because they're workers. And I know two weeks later at an amateur finals, end of the year amateur finals, I think she placed high in two rounds and went second in the average. And I know just this last weekend she won a barrel race placed in another one, filled her permit. Now, I'm not taking credit for that. She was probably going to get there anyway. I mean, I know she would have got there eventually. But I do think that by just by her understanding the benefits of that simple exercise, I think it gave her confidence that she was headed in the right direction. And when you get confidence and you feel good about what's happening, I mean, it's, it's not a coincidence that you have a little bit of success and all of a sudden you have a lot of success. Okay, what, what changes there? When you have a little success, what do you do? You start feeling good about things. When you start feeling good about things, that causes you to relax. When you have confidence, you relax. You can't relax if you don't have confidence. Okay, so if you don't have confidence, and just like in this situation, run into the first barrel, the distance between the alleyway and the first barrel, all that is, is a short period of time for the anxiety to take over and you get stiff, right? I mean, you start going, oh, crap, here it comes. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Well, then inevitably, what you're afraid is going to happen, happens. When you get confidence and you start feeling good about something, then you start to ride quieter. You start to stay softer in your body. When you stay soft, it's a lot easier for your horse to stay soft. You think about it from a horse's perspective. You know, if I'm a horse and, and you know, we breed them to run a hole in the wind, we've got the horses we breed are have so dang much ability. I mean, we've got all the horsepower we need. I, I truly believe that. I think we do a very average job of developing it. Um, you know, and I can, uh, and I'm putting myself in that group too at times because what happens with me is I'm strung too thin. You know, I'm currently in the process of marketing some of my horses, so I get down to where I just have two or three. 
so that I can do them justice. You know, I can't, you know, I've finally accepted the fact that my customer horses always come first and my horses come second. Well, at the end of the day, you know, especially this time of year where it gets dark at 530 or earlier, it's tough. It's tough to do them justice, you know. So, so you know, those are, I mean, those are just things you, to think about when you're going through your program. And, and uh, you know, just like this, this particular individual and, and just a super person and this horse has got a ton of ability. And like I said, we bred to run a hole in the wind. But getting back to my original um, thought, you know, think about it from his perspective. If you're riding along, going as fast as you can run pretty much. And then all of a sudden, somebody that's really stiff and bracing gets a hold of that bridle rein. Even if you're not a very big person, you can put a lot of pressure on that rein. So the way horses protect themselves from pain is they get stiff. They brace against it. Okay. Number one, if, if the contact happens too quickly it scares them and when you scare a horse they get stiff okay you know we're using that that bridle for communication not pain so you always got to remember that you know from the horse's perspective you can't you can't just out of nowhere yank on that bridle you know if you yank on that bridle your horse is going to get stiff so it just makes sense if we do a simple little exercise where they get in the habit of as soon as they feel our hand slide down that rein, they move forward, stay soft in their rib cage, and their front end follows that nose. Just that simple little exercise. If you go out and you don't do anything else for a month and you work on that, you'll be surprised how soft your horse will get and how broke they'll get in their rib cage and how they'll step up underneath themselves. When you feel, when you tip that horse's nose and that front end follows and you feel them pivot on that inside hind leg, always let your horse out of that turn. Always, when you let them out of that return, mean let them just step forward and ride them forward, that's their reward. Because then, what you're telling them is every time you feel that inside hind leg become the pivot point, you're going to get rewarded. I want my rein to be like I'm, my rein controls that inside hind leg. So think about that. Simple exercise, but makes a heck of a bunch of improvement with every horse. One qu quote that I read this morning that I want to share with you is, uh, uh, the quote said, the will to win is worthless if you do not have the will to prepare. Well, pretty simple. Doing certain things to help communicate to your horse what you're asking it to do is the will to prepare. You have to help that horse get prepared. All right. I hope that all makes sense. I appreciate you joining me today. Uh Make sure you, uh, like I said, comment, give us a review, um, let us know what you're thinking. Have a great day and be your best.
Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training. Thank you.